0: welcome to the low carb leader podcast a podcast focused on optimizing health and performance through a low carb lifestyle every episode will bring you a step closer to living an amazing low carb life come join us for this exciting journey and here is your low carb leader and host dan perryman
1: Hello and welcome to the Low Carb Leader Podcast. I am your host, Dan Perryman, and you have joined me for episode 32. In today's Hot Topics, we are going to be discussing diets and workouts, low carb, low fat diets, exercise routines and imbalances, does P90X work, and the all-important cheat meals. At the end of this podcast, I have included David John's contact information in case you want to get a hold of him. I hope you enjoy the show so and a lot of people will i see it at work you know somebody wants to lose weight and the first thing they do is they go to grilled chicken and broccoli Mm -hmm. right and then they're starving Mm -hmm. and but if if 60 to 70 percent is your uh bmr then starting with a workout as your solution probably is not going to work
0: correct Right, so so that's interesting because diet and workout are, are both really important. Um, and the whole like chicken and broccoli thing—if you look at what's in that, it's proteins, a little bit of carbs, some fiber, hardly any fat. Uh, you know, you want to get you get at least twenty-five percent of your calories from fats. Um, you do that chicken and broccoli stuff. It's not so, that is that—that's a low carb, low fat diet, is what that is. And what's crazy is that a lot of people are actually doing that. And I messed with it a little bit in college um, just because I thought well I'll eat you know it doesn't work I promise it right. promise yeah. it doesn't yeah. work yeah. and if you see like a bodybuilder or something doing it or someone that you think is super fit and they're doing it and you see them eating the chicken and broccoli and you think that's all that's going on no 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 they're they're getting some kind of fats they're eating some almonds they're eating some sort of oils they're they're getting some fats in so no one really does the chicken and broccoli um, in a sustainable way um, and in fact I've I've had clients who previously had tried that. These are people that I really wish they would have been clients back before they kind of messed themselves up because it would have been great clients because they followed it, even though it was hurting them. <laughs> right, right, and um, and it caused them uh, years and years of issues with uh, testosterone levels and estrogen being too high and a down-regulated uh, thyroid output. And so that, that chicken and broccoli stuff, if you're a person who's got a lot of discipline and willpower, kind of dangerous because you can hurt yourself. Most people don't have the discipline to stick with it. Right. Every once in a while you got that crazy person who's like, oh, I'm just going to follow up because I'm dedicated. And those are the people that get hurt. So the people that are like, for me as a coach, the most fun to work with, they're the ones that won't hurt themselves the most...
1: Um, so somebody who hasn't uh, worked out much, so they're, they starting to tweak their nutrition and then they start working out. What's, what's the best approach? You know, you see January 1st, you see everybody go to the gym right, and right. they start working out right, right. Uh, six days a week and then they stop. Mm-hmm. What, what's a gradual successful approach?
0: Well, you know, I don't have like a, uh Like, I kind of have a system I use with clients, and I don't completely agree with what I see all the experts doing out there. But but if if we actually just go from a sort of a philosophical level of body part training, meaning you go in and you do chest day, right? And then the next day is back day. That works really well for making that specific muscle grow. That's the best and most effective way for me to go through a growth phase. But what I see people doing is they start into the body part training early on. And it can kind of create some imbalances, you know, if you're just always doing chest or always doing biceps or always doing this or that. So you can kind of get some imbalances if you go straight to body part training. So it's not a bad thing to start out with it, but I'm saying you kind of got to watch it. So what I like to do is I like to start out with, uh, it's just called the starting strength program or the sustainable strength program that I created that you're on. And what it does is it basically masters the the big compound movements, nothing like crazy Olympic stuff, like hang cleans and stuff, but squat, bench, and deadlift. Not everyone can do squat, bench, and deadlift because of injuries or different things. I can't deadlift right now because of my low back. Um, I can go light, but I can't go heavy. Um, So I like to get people on three to four times a week, and I like to do either a starting strength program or that one you're on. Um, And... Really, you don't need to do more than three or four times a week at the outset when it comes to the big compound movements. You want to do a little bit of sprints on the off days, do some yoga or something like that. Maybe do a little bit of steady state cardio for stress reduction one day a week. That's cool too. But you don't want to start out with crazy amounts of hypertrophy. Um, I think master the compound movements for, say, eight to 12 weeks, squat, bench, deadlift, um, some kind of a pulling exercise. Um, And in in the book, actually, if you guys are interested in the specifics, Um, If you go to davidshawn.co, there's starting strength programs in there. But, yeah, you know, at at a base level, I think the most potent thing that I can say for people listening is to master, like, squat, bench, and deadlift. And your body will get strong all over your internal muscles and the muscles you can see. And it will be strong in a way that's balanced, not this way or that way or this way or that way. You know, so that's where I like to start. Um, And then... If you kind of assess where the client's at or if you're kind of assessing yourself, maybe after 8 to 12 weeks, maybe do a body part training phase. I do like to alternate between strength and volume. I know. You will grow from (laughs) your volume phase. Yeah, Dan knows this. You will grow from your volume phase and you will get stronger in your strength phase. And there's ways to combine those two programs. But what you got to realize is a lot of people do too much volume. You've probably seen that, right?
1: Oh, yeah, Definitely. What are your thoughts around P90Xs and those programs? Mm, where okay. Somebody who hasn't worked out, they buy those CDs mm-hmm. and then they start with this insane, insanity is one of them, I think. Yeah, yeah. What is, What's your take on those? Because a lot of people do those.
0: Well, you can have some success with it if you're a person who is healthy. Joints are healthy. There's no underlying problem. They say pain is the... The, the last thing to show up and the first thing to leave. So if you got a little pain, but you know just be conscious of, are you a healthy person first? And you start to feel that pain. So if you have a little bit of a pain that's, that's kind of underneath um, an imbalance or something like that, and you start one of these P90X or like insanity programs, and you start going through it and gaining muscle tissue, you're going so hard, you're going so fast, you, you're getting to the point where you're very fatigued, but you're also still pushing it hard. And so how do you keep doing more reps when you start sacrificing form? And you can get into a lot of trouble. And uh, they've built a great business. I mean, but, you know, it's it's got a lot of people hurt. Now, people are going to get hurt on their own too. So we can't just blame P90X. But hey, when someone says P90X to me and those types of program, uh, it's like I'd like to talk with you for a few minutes and make sure at least if you're going to do it that you you know that you need to be healthy going in. If you start having pains... You know, it can be a dangerous combination. But then you get other people who are completely healthy. I'm like, no, I, I did that type of program and I'm good to go. And it's like, well, I'm, I'm glad, but that you're not like everybody else, right? You know what I mean? Same thing with like uh, CrossFit. If I went in and did CrossFit, in my low back because of my hips, they're not they're not in balance, so it would mess me up.
1: Definitely want to talk about cheat meals, okay? Because uh, I'm I'm a believer in them. Oh yeah, you know because uh, so you're. You you're on a low carb or low calorie diet, and, right, then, right. and then you uh, eat a cheat meal to kind of up your, up your metabolism. Mm-hmm. So talk about the value of cheat meals, and then clean versus dirty, because I think that's very
0: interesting. Okay, topic. yeah, because yeah. this is we get into the little niche topics. Yeah. Well, first of all, Dan, you you were doing um, I believe with your every show that you've done with me, I think you were doing refeed meals or cheats or whatever you want to call it, all the way up until because you do them about once a week. And it seemed like, I think both shows, did we just like skip the last one where you went like two weeks without the yeah, at the end? Yeah, about
1: two weeks. But um, for those that like wonder how you can eat a bunch of high carb right. like, two weeks out of a show, uh, I was so depleted at one point that I was two weeks out and you said for your entire day, I want you yeah, just yeah. to eat everything. Mm-hmm. So two weeks out from a physique show and I spent 24 hours just eating as much yeah, There's and like it drugs. seems crazy,
0: like eat all that and still be lean, but when you actually understand how when a muscle cell is depleted of its sarcoplasms, the, the proteins, the intramuscular fats, and the actual glycogen, the carbs, when you actually understand how a muscle cell like fills up with that stuff, all that happened was your muscle cells were fairly empty, and we just filled them back up. So carbs, they're going to fill up muscle and liver glycogen, which is a storage form of carbs first. So if you start out with full glycogen and you're pushing a bunch of carbs and a calorie surplus, yeah, you'll store fat. But with you, you were so depleted. All we did was fill your muscle cells up. That way a day or two later, you're like, the muscles are popping. You're still dry. Um, So when it comes to refeed meals, um, yeah, like it's, uh, it's a situation where you have to follow the diet in between, like let's say during the week or whatever it is, and you deplete yourself to the point of um, needing to really push those carbs and those fats back in, so it's really wild. If you actually start your refeed meal in the proper state, to where you're depleted enough that it's hard to spill over into fat storage, you won't get into much trouble. So with you uh, in that situation, some people, when I see signs of the metabolism slowing down a little bit, it's like, well, you know, a lot of people do reduce calories. And I said, all right, Dan. Right. And you were probably the leanest guy at the show. And you're yeah. like, the leanest one in the pictures I saw. And so, um, yeah, uh, sometimes I have people do one meal just to push some carbs back in, uh, in their muscle cells. Sometimes like a four or six hour window. And like in that situation, I said, no, you need a whole day. eat whatever you want. But that's kind of your situation. But what specific topics do you think?
1: Yeah, you I, think, I think it's very individualized <clears throat> that personally I'm better if I keep my calories a little bit lower during the week and mm-hmm. then I could do a cheat meal. Yeah. Um, and some people eat right. more during the week. But for those that are cutting their calories or on a low carb diet, and I know this is kind of a loaded question, but frequency of a cheat meal, mm. yeah. uh, do you think do you think that a person can kind of just say, I feel really depleted, I should eat one, or do you think that would they would eat too often?
0: Well, I would say this, you're gonna make mistakes during the learning curve. And I I would say that if you can be honest with yourself and just treat the art of refeed and cheat meals as something that you want to get better at all the time, you're going to make mistakes. So when I'm teaching clients this stuff, you know, sometimes I will tell them this many days between. And by the way, the leaner you are, the more often you can get a refeed. that's,
1: That's interesting. Yeah. yeah, Because
0: the leaner you are, the quicker your muscle cells are going to get depleted to where they need to be replenished. Whereas if you're carrying excess fat, your body can kind of feed off of that and you're not going to deplete of your sarcoplasms as quick. So it's very interesting. The leaner you are, the more often you can cheat. And that's why I really like the zone, Dan, of being not quite physique stage lean or photoshoot lean. But not necessarily – and I love building phases too because lift heavy weights, eat lots of food. But I love that phase where you're right before like it's sustainable but it's as lean as you can be, where you're lean. Because in that situation, I'm doing big refeeds for four hours every five days. And so um, it doesn't even have to be just once a week. Now, if you're carrying a lot of excess body fat, you might want to wait two to three weeks, maybe a month or six weeks before you actually metabolically need a refeed meal. But here's the thing. What if the stress from the diet is causing the person to not be able to follow it? Well, really, it doesn't matter physiologically if you needed a refeed or a cheat meal. Because sometimes I will interject a refeed or a cheat or whatever just for the psychological purposes so the client can adhere to the diet better the next week. So it's literally like, well, then I'll ask, hey, is this, should I do it? I'm like, metabolically, you don't necessarily need it, but it's not going to hurt you. So I will have this conversation. If you think you can do a refeed meal and then get right back on your diet, then that's a big win. But if you're going to try to skip the refeed and you know that Tuesday, Wednesday is coming around and you're halfway through the week and you're just going to kind of go off the you know, off the wagon, you might want to just hit that refeed meal hard. By the way, eat big on your refeeds. If your body's in the right state going in, you're going to do yourself a favor by actually making yourself... I tell my clients, I want you to stuff yourself uncomfortably full even. Yeah, and, yeah. and the people who push that the hardest get the leanest now they do have to follow the diet during the week but they get the biggest metabolic boost they get the best energy in the two to three days following the refeed so there's a lot of cool stuff that happens with refeeds and that's kind of a bigger conversation yeah which is
1: funny uh, because you know you're going to gain weight on a refeed right the next day typically for a few days and so i think i I think people don't want to do it because they're going to gain weight but
0: um, oh, check this out. So this is cool. So uh, if Terry, she really watches this stuff, like she's a client, and she uh, she will be like 156 after a refeed, and then each day she'll lose a pound, roughly. Yeah. And then she refeeds again and gains three to four pounds, and every week you see the weight go like this. Refeed, down, down, down. Refeed, exactly. down, down. And she's in kind of a uh, maintenance phase, and she wants to lose a little bit more weight. So pretty soon what we're gonna do is when we pull calories down a little bit more, it's gonna be refeed and it's gonna go down, 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 right? And so she'll probably start losing maybe a half a pound of fat a week once we do that. And she came from being two hundred seventy five pounds and she's wow. yeah, and now she's she hit like one fifty one for the first time and Maybe 25 that's years. That's awesome. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. Congrats to Terry on that. And she's about to get in that 149 range. And I don't know why psychologically that's a big thing. She's excited about it, so we're about to do it. That's awesome. But in that situation, we'll just space out her refeeds a little bit more. Or we will pull her calories down a little bit more and keep the refeeds the same. And then she'll just lose the weight. That's cool. So she has the system down, and she's getting it. Yeah, so uh, my website is davidshawn.co. I'm actually not, and I said this earlier, I'm not on social media. Except for today, because I'm you <laughs> know, I'm here with Dan. Um, so I'm not on social media. So if you go to my website at davidshawn.co and that's spelled D A V I D S E A N dot C O. And you just opt in, uh, to the subscription box, name and email on April 20th, you're going to get a free copy PDF format of, uh, the beginner's guide to a sustainable body transformation. Now, as you're reading that, um, I didn't go into the advanced stuff. I wanted to so bad, and I actually pulled parts out. I wanted to keep it beginner level. So if you read that and you go, this is awesome, and you follow it for a year or two or six months or whatever, and you want, I want more science. I want more than then I've got more stuff coming, and you can read articles and stuff, or you can contact me for coaching even. Uh, but that's a beginner's guide. But here's – I want to say one last thing. There's a lot of people that hear the word beginner, and they go, well, that's not for me because I've been training for years. But if they missed any of these principles at the outset – they say you're only as strong as your weakest link. And I see this all the time. Well, I'm more advanced. I don't need the beginner's guide. You might want to go in and make sure that you cover the bullet points and make sure that you don't have a bottleneck in your training or in your nutrition system that's keeping you putting in all this work and you're in a plateau because one little bottleneck. So make sure um, if you're a person who is like intermediate, you want to check that out too because you want to make sure you master the beginner stuff.
1: I think I'm a good example of that. I mean, I, I came to you and I was stalled, but I had a decent knowledge of lifting and yeah, nutrition. Yeah. And but you're right. I mean, I never, I never thought about the metabolism side of it. That's what you know completely changed my, oh, yeah. my approach to it. So a
0: thousand calories more per day losing in lost weight. fat. Yeah, losing fat. So think fat, about yeah. that. So that's there's some pieces that people miss sometimes. But when we could go into a lot of different subjects, but. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, there's a lot of factors that go into building your BMR, building that metabolism up. And there's a hundred different things you can do to make that happen and more. And so, what I do is, if people are doing 10 of those things and they want to kind of see the big picture of well, what I want to control everything I can. Um, and that's basically what we did with you. Dan already was lean and had some muscle, but you, you gained a lot of muscle over,
1: of like course, you had 10 pounds or something. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, um, Dan's BMR is definitely higher you know, than it was. Um, so build that metabolism up but you can check me out at davidshawn.co you know opt in and you'll get that book and you can shoot me an email if you have questions or anything like that I usually I'll do like a free consult call with people if they want to just kind of get some information for free and then I can point them um, to here's a book you should read or here's a website you should check out or here's a few of my programs you can look at or here's my book so there's a lot of different ways to go but I will uh, if you hit me up I'll point you in the right direction for sure Thank you for being with us today and we hope that you are on the road to your successful low-carb lifestyle. Become a leader in your health and a leader in life. Check us out at www.thelowcarbleader.com and remember to join Dan again next time on the Low Carb Leader Podcast.